welcome back to my podcast where we learn about literacy in essence of language or in relation to language and culture. Let me ask, are you aware of your culture? Was your culture ever a relevant part of your learning experience in your class as a student? In today's podcast episode, we want to dig deeper into understanding pedagogy as it relates to teaching with the essence of culture being relevant for success. As a teacher, our style of teaching used in the classrooms can determine how much learning takes place. Watkins and Mortimer 1999 highlights pedagogy as a craft, conscious activity by one person designed to enhance the learning in another. Interesting, right? And so teachers play an important role in designing or planning their craft that will determine how much learning is done. Now in Belize, our classroom students, our classroom student body comprises of various cultures, where in most, the language of Creole is the first language used. While gathering my thoughts for this podcast, I had to reflect on my own classroom experiences and I realized how far we have come where the classroom learning I was accustomed to were mostly a very stringent one with teacher-centered teaching and lessons as their leading style of teaching. Now today, many schools have been pushing for more student-centered lessons. What is being pushed a lot of late is the term culturally relevant pedagogy that was coined by Ladson Billing and Billing in 1995. This term draws on cultural characteristics, experiences, and perspectives of students as conduits for teaching them more efficiently. The base and the main idea from this pedagogy that we need to understand is culture. Now, culture has to do with world beliefs, languages. It has to do with values. It is like filters that helps us as human beings that make sense of a out of ordinary things. Um, Culture can be grouped into two kinds of categories. You have the visible culture and you have the invisible culture or you have the tangible and the intangible. Now the tangible I would say has to do with crafts, music, the arts, technology. Now those are important because they are easily identified. But I think the more important are the intangibles. And these are things like our values, our beliefs, our feelings, our opinions, our perspectives, 
even our assumptions. And with the 21st century, students becoming more and more vocal in the primary premise of culturally relevant pedagogy, where teachers take students every day, lived cultural experience, and they have to make the appropriate linkages between what the students know and do and understand and come up with examples, come up with comparisons and contrasts. They are what I consider to be cultural translators, the cultural bridge builders, and use their pedagogical skills to deliberate, to make judgments, to exercise choice through critical activities for a democratic change in our educational system. But let me highlight what I see as some challenges faced in our Elysian schools. Surprisingly, when I did some research, I realized that not only in our small country Belize, we face these problems, but elsewhere, as stated by Lisa Delpit in her article on education in a multicultural society, our future's greatest challenge. So it's not only happening here, it's, it's, it's worldwide, if, if I may say so. And one of the first challenge has to do with failure to recognize and address cultural difference between students and schools. For example, a student's ability may be misread because of their language use or a teacher's style of instructing or disciplining might not be comparable to the community's norms from where that student comes from. Then another challenge is the stereotyping. Many times teachers who have Asian students in their classroom would assume that the child would do excellent in math or that they can afford their education without any need for help. They don't need any assistance from classmates either. But this is not all the time true. I know another touchy point here is that while we have a, a black prime minister, there is not much value placed on black students. We love black music. A lot of us love to listen to music from black artists, but we have problems appreciating black people. We want to hear the black music, but we cannot find the funding for these same music programs that can really turn students, our same students, into the next great musician. Imagine. Then there is another challenge that involves assuming that a child's failure is due to a deficit in that child, rather than, you know, perhaps a problem with the teaching that is occurring in the classroom. 
Then, well, you know, there is the ignorance about community norms of parenting and child rearing. Some educators see themselves as the hero or the shiro that and consider to be them to be the best thing that ever happened to a child because of their community situations. Sometimes they consider that they are saving that child from the community. But what about you as a teacher learning the community norms? and working with the community and the child for success. What about that? So how do we as educators educate our cultural, culturally diverse ch children? This is a question that I have thought about and a question where we as educators need to be more proactive so that we can create and affect change. I'd like to share a concept known as funds of knowledge. And this concept was theorized by Mal, Amante, Neff, and Gonzalez in 1992. This has to do with a knowledge base generated by families on the basis of their experiences especially their work experiences, their social practices, and their social history. Teachers can start visiting households, or if you have already, start visiting more often and get to know the families. Get to know where they, where they become learners. Because now when teachers would go into these homes, they become learners as opposed to the teachers in that context there are so many advantages to this approach and and one of the use of this concept is more beneficial through early childhood activities or programs because you want to be acquainted and and start that development for success from early from the earliest ages the teachers would develop a documentation on an or an you can develop an inventory list of funds of knowledge not only with families but with the students and also documentations of funds of knowledge of the teacher themselves this concept funds of knowledge understands how teachers experiences interact with the academic knowledge and the pedagogical knowledge so it's not only about teaching the academics but it is how you understand and interact with the academic knowledge and your and the teacher's experience by learning of your about your students and about the community Teachers can also invite students' perspective into the classrooms where they can draw on diverse learners through modalities. For instance, on timetables, there is a section, I know especially in the high schools, for homeroom periods where a lot can be learned there. There are variety shows offered where students can perform and demonstrate, display their talents. 
you have class presentation where as a teacher you can learn about your students in this from this mode as well so teachers can do so many things another um, example is for them to take students on field trips you can take them on a physical field trip or even virtual virtually exposing them to various social practices have you ever noticed how pumped up or hyped students are with bursts of knowledge after returning from a field trip another way teachers can be culturally responsive is to encourage conversations that encourage conversations for instance you can kick off a lesson with questions that does not require one correct answer example you can ask um, what is one thing you would change about the world of course that requires so many opinions you can try solo free writing you can ask students to talk to each other students can you can give students time to think and be positive these are examples and strategies that you can use as a teacher one final strategy teachers can use to engage in cultural relevant and responsive pedagogies is incorporating what is known as counter narratives in classrooms key 2015 defines counter narratives as stories told by marginalized people and communities examples you can have a narrative that starts off saying i'm not good at this blah 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 or you can have a counter narrative that starts off i'm not good at this yet the yet brings out a more positive attitude in students as they write and as they present that information so now when we talk about culturally responsive pedagogy as teachers we need to remember students are not culturally blank slates but they come filled with cultural experiences in our classrooms that is an asset to we to it, it's, it becomes an asset and it is that aspect that we look for when we consider good teaching this response is where teachers build on students prior knowledge which lets me emphasize their prior cultural knowledge and making connections between what is known and what is to be taught and understood so remember teachers think about your pedagogical skills as your craft your craft in creating masterpieces of the students in your class and so I end today's podcast and remind you that as teachers we hold and we can be change agents with our students as we affect change in a positive way i also want to remind you that literacy is 